1: This is the Steelers Week in Review with Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio and Steelers.com. Hello Steelers Nation and welcome to the Steelers Week in Review, your one-stop shop for all the current news and headlines for your Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm Wesley Euler, host of the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Let's get you up to speed on all the latest for the black and gold. The Steelers were victorious in Indianapolis on Monday night, taking down the Colts 24-17. It was Mike Tomlin's 19th win on Monday Night Football, and the Steelers' head coach discussed his biggest takeaways from the victory
2: in Indy. The thing that I I failed to mention or or emphasize last night that really kind of caught my attention this morning um, was the production that we got from a lot of different areas, Um, people rising up and and making significant plays for us. And really, I just think that that has to happen um, at this point in the journey that is the season due to attrition or, or people involved, election of running backs of Benny Snell and Anthony McFarlane, for example, guys that had elevated roles and, and really delivered for us in a really positive way. I just wanna you know congratulate those guys and be thankful for the efforts that they were able to, to display. It doesn't happen just solely in the stadium. This is not a patient man's business. We never asked these guys to be patient. We asked them to simply work while they wait for the opportunity. And, and their work shows when they get the opportunity. And I thought that that was reflective of all of those guys. We'll always have an inclusive mentality. Cody White uh, got called up and elevated and was a contributor at wide receiver and on special teams as well. And I'm just thankful for that group's collective readiness and the playmaking that, that added to our cause in a big way.
1: And as he always does on Tuesdays, Mike Tomlin outlined injury concerns and updates for the Steelers ahead of this short week before taking on the Atlanta Falcons.
2: From a health standpoint, we had a number of guys. Um, they had a, had some things transpire in the stadium. Don't have an update yet um, on Naj uh, and his, uh, his abdomen and, and what that might mean. Um, just not enough time since we landed and, and getting that looked at. But as, as always... Um, his participation in practice and the quality of that participation will be our guide in terms of develop in terms of developing a, a role for him and what that might look like. Um, a lot of other guys had bumps and bruises associated with play. Mika Fitzpatrick was being evaluated post game and I think he was unavailable for some of you guys, TJ Watt, Larry Oganjobi, Miles Jack. We don't anticipate any of these guys. Um, missing time. But these guys, along with others, uh, because we we're working on a short week may be limited, particularly at the early portions of the week. I may do some things globally in terms of how we work on a Wednesday, for example, in an effort to be inclusive and bring bring the preparation to some of those guys who are a little bit less than ready to start the physical work that is preparation. But, but you know, that's nothing new. That's just life for us and life for anyone. That's coming off a Monday night ball. We're not going to make a big deal out of that. We'll just simply do what's appropriate.
1: It is a short week for the Steelers and one with travel as well as the team will head to Atlanta this weekend to take on the Falcons 1 p.m. on Sunday. Mike Tomlin spoke about the Atlanta Falcons and the challenge that they will present to Pittsburgh.
2: Let's talk about the Atlanta Falcons briefly. Um, They got some things that that pose a significant challenge. First, um, I was talking about Patterson and, and what a dynamic return man he is. Um, the field position component of play, um, his resume, what he has been. um, Man, needs no endorsement from me. It's just been nothing short of special. Um, And and the things that he's able to do on offense as well. Um, I remember going to his pro day over a decade ago or a decade ago and really just thinking what a special athlete he was at that time. Tennessee had used him a little bit on some tall sweeps and stuff exclusively out of the backfield he had been a return man and you know some wide receiver screens and things of that nature <clears throat> but to watch those talents evolve over the last decade and be the dynamic playmaker that he has been as a wide receiver as a, as a running back as a starter capable runner um as a dynamic return man I just got a lot of respect for him and boy we got to minimize his impact on the game and and that's no easy task um but Also looking at the offense, um, Mariota's mobility is a challenge. Um, Their schematic use of his mobility um, is a challenge. I think it stars there. I think anytime you're looking at a quarterback with a unique skill set in the area of mobility and they have schematics to match that has your attention, those are the type of things that level the playing field, um, that create space, uh, that produce splash plays or big plays, and we just can't have that. He's got a quality group. Uh, of young eligibles to throw to, uh, led by Drake London. I think he's their lead receiver, but he does a really nice job of spreading the ball around. I imagine having a quality veteran like Mariota is good when you got a collection of young eligibles. He's probably a major component of their development individually and collectively. Um, They get after people in the offensive line. I see a commitment there. Um, The zone scheme running, the stretches, uh, the doubles. uh, They just do a really good job of getting hats on hats. And, and moving the train along, as I said, and then and then the schematic use uh, of quarterback mobility is a big challenge. On the defensive side of the ball, man, Dean Pease is a vet. Uh, he's been there, done that, guy. He understands us. He's we've competed against him uh, a lot over the years. Got a lot of respect for him. Um, he's fundamentally sound. At the same time, he's aggressive. They get after you in a myriad of ways, man. You got to be prepared to deal with the schematics that he throws at you from a player standpoint. Uh, Grady Jarrett is dynamic. Um, You know, it kind of reminds me of Geno Atkins, a guy that I'm probably more familiar with. Oftentimes, I'll compare guys to guys that I'm familiar with. He's dynamic in that way. Uh, He's a tough block one-on-one because of the athleticism in the run and in the pass. Uh, He can create negativity in your game uh, by ending up in your backfield. Um, And so, man, we got to do a good job of trying to minimize the negativity that he brings I think they got quality edge people and, and deep edge people. They drafted two relatively high in the draft to go along uh, with Carter, who kind of leads that group. Um, Rashard Evans, man, is playing really good football for him. Um, you know, he's their green dot in all situations player. Um, he has a history with Coach Pease extending back to Tennessee. And I think you just see that and how he plays. I imagine that is a big asset to him as an individual. And to them as a collective, man, he's able to communicate and be a hub of communication, a defensive quarterback, if you will. Um, his pro- t- his productivity speaks for itself. He's well over 100 tackles. He's one of the top tacklers in the league. And and I'm sure Coach Pease is excited about having a, a guy run the show that he has an extended uh, experience with that goes beyond their present location. Uh, in the back end, A.J. Terrell, I think, is really, really talented, man, man. Uh, Got an opportunity to spend a lot of time with him in draft prep when he came out and is being reflected in his play. Uh, He's aggressive, man. He's a line-of-scrimmage guy. He gets after people. He's agile.
1: Finally, when the Steelers take the field Sunday in Atlanta, make sure to keep an eye on their cleats. For the seventh year, the NFL is allowing players to represent a charity with the league's player-cause initiative, My Cause, My Cleats. Week 13 will be the first week players are permitted to wear them, and they will be able to do so again in Week 14 when the Steelers have a home game against the Baltimore Ravens. After the players wear the cleats, they have the option to auction them off to raise money for their cause on NFL Auction, with 100% of the funds raised given to the charity. Fans may bid on player cleats at NFL.com backslash auction. I'm SNR host Wesley Euler. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Steelers Week in Review. Take care, and I'll talk to you in next week. today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot slash iHeart.